Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pro AV Podcast brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Every project tells a story, and every project has a learning lesson. For Pro AV designers and installers, this is the hard truth. As the technology provided has changed, so has the way AV professionals interact with their clients. The whole industry has seen a consultative shift, finding that customers value quality customer service at the beginning, during, and even after an installation. Our guest today, D3LED's VP of Sales, Bob Magnus, knows that sometimes this communication can leave you explaining something to a client they may not want to hear. On today's podcast, Magnus explores one D3 project that, while on the surface may look pretty typical, encapsulates everything that's so powerful about honest communication in Pro-AV. We get the story of the Hudson Wilshire Project, an office building deep in the luxurious urban mid-Wilshire submarket of Los Angeles, looking for an upgrade. Magnus breaks down the picturesque installation the clients were searching for, some of the toughest obstacles on the project, and how meeting a client's wants isn't nearly as important as delivering what a client needs. All right, Bob, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you on. How are you doing today? Excellent, Daniel. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. Yeah. Is this your first Market Scale podcast? It is. It is my first Market Scale podcast, although I did do a brief little interview with you guys at DSE. So gotcha. On well, camera. Then- we have to make sure it's a good one. You know, right. uh, don't want to leave a bad taste in your mouth this time around. I promise it's going to be some quality content. Excellent. Looking forward <laughs> to it. So we have you on the podcast today to sort of do some narrative storytelling, actually. Um, you know, I, I think our audience is sort of going to get to snuggle in, grab their Snuggie, uh, some hot chocolate, and sort of uh, get to understand the progression of a project. And, you know, we're not going to necessarily leave it too biographical or to the point where I just let you chat the whole time. But this is going to be some cool content because I think at the core of what we want to get out of this conversation is seeing how any project, no matter how large or how small, has its own set of challenges, uh, is unique in delivery. You know, clients are going to change from project to project, so their needs and and, uh, specifications and interacting with them is going to change. And really, it's going to be what insight can you draw from any project, right? Is how can you as a provider, as, as um, an integrator, a manufacturer, can you draw insight from any old project? You know, I, I guess methodology-wise, when you approach a project, how do you try and make each one feel unique? How do you try and you know keep an open mind that, all right, this one might be the one that... <laughs> changes my whole outlook on how I approach uh, design or how I approach integration, right? Like, how, how do you approach those projects? Yeah, good good question. I, I would say I don't have to pretend or try to make them seem unique because they all are. Right. Um, you know, the, the, the simple, even the simplest projects uh, can have curveballs thrown at you. And, uh, you know, this one was certainly no... Uh, no different than that. Even though this wasn't a simple project, it was. It started off as something that was conceived to be simple. But uh, as we talked more and more to the client uh, about what they were trying to accomplish in this remodel, uh, it just evolved and kept evolving, and literally was evolving until we, you know, probably turned the final screw on on uh, you know the, the the speaker the speaker system, which was the last thing to go in. Yeah, and uh, and I think that's what helps keep 
the probably the industry on their toes, right? Is that you don't really have to pretend that each one is going to be unique because even if it's the same kind of installation, you're dealing with new people and you're dealing with new issues, new challenges. Uh, it helps keep the job interesting. That's for sure. It was interesting. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. So let's dive into this specific project that we're going to be chatting about today. And this is one that y'all completed in December of 2017, and it's the Hudson Wilshire Project, um, a really cool formal name. Um, but in essence, it's not, you know, the most original building in the world. It's a three-story office building uh, located in the heart of the desirable Park Mile District within the mid-Wilshire submarket of Los Angeles. So from your resident area, um, Southern California. And the building sits on a 2.8 acre site and includes 293 parking stalls. I'm just reading off the bio of the building. It is just blocks from many amenities, including the Grove at Farmer's Market, the Melrose Avenue Shopping District, Beverly Center Museum Row, including the Los Angeles County Museum of Art and the Wilshire Country Club. So it's an office building. It's in the heart of a nice suburban area. Which I, you know, I think is desirable. Obviously, uh, for an office building, you want to be in the heart of, you know, that the heartbeat of the city and of the area. So I think to start off, we need to know why is the Hudson Wilshire project special? You know, why is it that we're talking about this project and not something else that D three has worked on in the past? Yeah, it was well. First of all, a couple of things. It the the building is 19 stories tall. It's uh, the the company the the company that owns it is is Hudson Pacific Properties. They're a real estate developer and uh, property management firm on the West Coast. They own about 65, 70 uh, mid rise, high rise buildings, commercial properties that uh, uh, have multiple tenants. Um, this one uh, ha has been uh, it's something that I've actually been around this building many times because it's who some of the tenants are not in this industry but in previous lives um and and it's it was kind of funny to me when you know we got the call from uh these guys looking for that they, telling us they were doing a remodel and they were looking for a display similar to something they'd seen us do in another uh fairly local uh building which actually was another one of their buildings but it was their tenant that put the display in so that that's how it kind of all came to be. The CEO of of uh, Hudson Pacific's, you know, had seen our display many many times, walking in to see his client at the other building, and said, "I want one of those in this building." This happens to be their corporate headquarters as well. They take up, um, I think, three or four out of the nineteen stories in this building. So there's a lot of companies in this building, and they're they are one of them. But it is their corporate headquarters, right? And so the project you were presented with here was redesigning the public space of the first floor lobby, which I think that is such an important space in a building. Obviously, you walk in, it's the first thing you see, and no matter what of the offices you're going to after you enter that initial space, it does set the tone for the entire building, the entire complex, and sort of the experience you're going to be getting out of visiting a business there. So why was it that they wanted to redesign that space? What was missing there? Um, why did they feel like it was time to invest the money, the effort uh, into making this space a little more exciting? Being their headquarters, um, but but also being one of their, you know, one of their premier properties out here on the West Coast um, because of its visibility, its location in Los Angeles. Um, they, you know, they want to make a statement and um, exactly what you said. There are uh, four different entrances uh, through which you can enter the building. 
Um, they wanted literally from the moment you come into one of those four entrances. In fact, in one of the one of those entrances comes from the parking garage. And in that case, from the moment you pull into the parking garage, uh, they wanted to begin to immerse the visitor with this experience. And uh, the the experience entails audio throughout these this uh, first floor lobby, which is literally uh, about eight different seating areas, meeting areas, um, with a few, few different viewing locations, one with our display, a couple of uh, 4K 80-inch uh, LCD screens, and then throughout all of this, weaving in and out of elevator banks and hallways and in from the parking garage uh, is an audio system that is all controlled by uh, the D3 IMS system, which um, is also driving the LED screen. And what were they looking for specifically? Um, you know, it's, it, it, aesthetically, I guess when when they contracted out to D3 and they said, hey, we want this space to really deliver on that wow factor. We want it to feel special. Um, what was their image, right? Like what, what did they foresee for the space and then how did that present a unique challenge for uh for y'all as manufacturers and integrators good question they were um and it was a and it was a, a process that evolved over the probably six to nine months that we were involved literally from day one through the through the last day um even the size and shape of the display changed uh, a few times during the process and it was because architect the architects and uh, contractors and and with our input um, kind of were guiding them in, in directions based on things that were happening during the demo. They would find that, you know, certain things, certain elements within the walls couldn't be moved. So, oops, now we have to change the way this is designed or this is laid out. Um, and they were just looking for, for impact. They wanted to wow people that walked in. They wanted to say, make a statement to say, hey, you know, you are in one of, you know, the most progressive buildings out on the West Coast. Um, we're here to entertain. We're here to immerse. We're here to um, amaze. Um, those are those are all of their objectives. And 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 I say all those things. And then it was also, you know, they're they're a fairly sophisticated organization. So it's also had to be done in in a in a kind of a subtle way, um, if if you can imagine, you know, a 13, 30 foot wall that's T shaped, uh, thirteen feet tall being subtle, but it really, it really is. I mean, that was kind of the idea is this, this needs to kind of fit and blend in because the content they were intending on playing. And, and that's really the key to all of this is what is the client intending on do with this, with the content um, is, is very subdued and it's scenic and it's, you know, West coast scenery and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, with all, we had to keep all those things in mind. And that was really what they were trying to say. They wanted people to walk into the building Hear some nice music in the background, um, you know, get some messaging off from some some 80 inch uh, 4K screens and then, you know, see this, these beautiful scenes that uh, come from areas around where their properties are located uh, up and down the West Coast. Yeah, well, I think that's always the goal when you have, uh, you know, a great. Pro AV installation is you really want it to blend in, but I mean sometimes it is the focal point, right? I mean if if you're talking about a jumbotron or something like that, that is a giant sore thumb, but for good reason. And in in this sense, we're creating a space, and it's something that you want people to enter and almost not realize. I mean, yes, they're going to realize they're looking at a moving and you know, beautiful screen, but not necessarily 
sit there and say, oh, I, I can see, you know, every little um, every little twist and turn of the actual um, the actual LED displays or the lights in there. Right. Or I can see uh, I can see where it sticks out and it feels like a sore thumb. I mean, you were presented with a challenge of making sure that when you finished the space, yes, it was exhilarating. Yes, it was wow, but it didn't necessarily distract either. And it didn't, you know, it didn't detract either from the space to, to the point where it felt like a gimmick. That's exactly right. And and they had multiple um, concepts for what they wanted to do. The 99, 98, 99% of the time they wanted to play, you know, just background scenery that's, you know, really, really stunning. Um, but they, it's also messaging. It's also a message center for them. They want to be able to welcome visitors, welcome their their clients um, to the building. If if one of their tenants is having an event, they want to be able to, you know, help that tenant welcome their visitors to the building. Um, at, at For the uh, College National Championship football game, uh, we piped in a couple of um, uh, satellite feeds of the game. They, they played it in two different locations on the screen um, so that, you know, anybody coming in and they, I guess, you know, I wasn't there, but I guess, you know, they had, they had a fairly decent crowd in the lobby watching the game on the, on the, the screen at the time. So, you know, they, they really want to maximize the value that they're getting out of this and be able to do just about anything they could think of. Live, live broadcast was another thing that they were thinking of doing maybe from some of their other, uh, properties. Um, just a, a lot of different things. They didn't want to limit themselves. And and so, you know, that was that was the other part of the challenge that we had to deliver. And so, you know, I'm sure this process had a lot of constant communication. And I think that's obviously very important when you're working with a client um, you know, as a, a provider of of the service. Uh, you want to be there and advise on the whole situation and not just provide the final specifications, but be able to step in and say, hey, I know you wanted this, but let me suggest this because I think it's going to be better for your situation. So did you have any moments like that? You know, something where it was maybe a, a little difficult to say, hey, I know you are dead set on this, but we think that you're going to get more value if you go in this direction and then, you know, how did you, what, what did you learn from that experience of in client relations and in, you know, getting an opinion out there that maybe they didn't want to hear, but in the end they were thankful for. You hit it right on the nail with this one. Um, there were many conversations over, over a period of time, uh, which I would just kind of call casual conversations um, and, and things just kind of said on the fly that I, that I'd happen to catch. And I think, well, if you want to do this, why why would you do it that way? If we could do it this way and and do it more cost effectively and quicker and easier and cleaner or whatever the case may be, in this case, um, they were talking with some folks about doing some content creation, and that the, that team wanted to um, you know kind of integrate a whole bunch of equipment into the display to drive the content through the display, and of course. I had already told them, uh, you know, th this is the front end system that we have to sell you for this thing to just do the basics, right? It's not, it's not anything complex. It's just what comes with it. It's what you need. And as they were talking to us, it was like, well, they, they, they made a comment about when I said how much rack space we were going to take up in their server room. They said, oh, wow, the other company wants to take up, you know, four times that much rack space. <laughs> and I said, really, what, what do they want to do with all that rack? What are they trying to do? Um, and they told me, you know, it was basically a, a, a content management system. And I said, you know, our our content 
or, or AEP IMS D3's product that you that you have to buy for this thing to work at all does all of those things. And uh, they didn't know that. And so it, the lesson learned was never assume that you've got the full understanding of a project, especially something like this, where things are happening on the fly. You know, after we started our initial talks, they they talked about, well, we have these two 80, 80 inch 4K monitors that we already have that we want to put up, you know, in this seating area and that seating area. And then, you know, so we're going to need a little more room in the in the server room for for that control. So I, I said, guys, we can you can drive LCD, LED speakers. It all goes through the same system you're already buying. You don't need to spend any more money or take up any more room. Uh, and it was really kind of eye-opening for all of us because, you know, uh, you know, shame on me. I've been I've been selling for 35 years. You you just never stop asking questions because things are going to come up that you don't know, um, and and that you didn't expect. And um, you, one of the things in this business that we uh, as as AV providers never know, and I, I say this to clients all the time when we start dialogue, I never know what you're going to throw at me sometime between now and the end of this project. <laughs> they they always they always come up with something that they'll say hey can we do this and you know that's what we have to be ready for yeah and uh yeah i think it's i think it's also understanding that you know even though the clients are giving you the job a lot of times they don't know what's best for them and not in a an insulting way or in a you know you guys don't know what you're talking about way but in a way that you know the providers of the product, I think, need to approach it all from an educational standpoint. And I, I think that's just where the whole industry is going as a whole, um, especially, especially because I think we see a lot of companies sort of switching their, their mantle a bit. Instead of just providing the products, they need to be there to uh, consult, provide, and then also be there afterwards for solutions. You know, constant checkups. Hey, how's that product going? How can we service this? Hey, let's update that software. We just released something new, right? So, you know, the pro-AV industry is starting to become almost more consultational than anything else. And so within that, I think everyone from, you know, the higher-ups to the people that are in there putting the screen on the wall, you know, screwing in the final piece. Um, they need to come at it from an educational standpoint. And, you know, how can we help the client better understand how to use their product and how can we better inform them on what's going to save them money, what's going to uh, be more cost effective for their solution, um, what's going to be more exciting for their solution, right? It's, it's all about coming at it from that almost philanthropic angle. Absolutely correct. We, we didn't, you know, we, we never know what, what we're going to run into. And uh, in our business, in, in the, in the pro AV business, um, we provide solutions. That's what we do. But the, but, but the issue is you can't provide a solution unless you know what the challenge is, right? So until we've asked as many questions that we can possibly ask and, and ha have had as many of these on the fly conversations with, with the client about their, their hopes and dreams and, you know, what are they imagining and all these kinds of things. We even had to build in for, for this particular client, we had to, what we called it future proofing um, to, to just put in some, some additional um, capabilities and functionality or, or the ability to add them, you know, in three or four or five years, just fully expecting things to change in our industry, which we all know it does, right? Every technology changes in a minute. So they didn't want to be stuck with something that in three years, when the next latest and greatest and coolest thing came out, they weren't going to be able to use. 
So, you know, we we delivered a solution for them. And this is like I said, this is what we this is what we do in this industry. We we provide solutions to clients and not only are we providing them for what they want today, um, but we have to we have to ask the questions. What are you dreaming about? You know, what do you what do you envision? What and, and you have to talk to everybody. That was the other thing about this project. We started with construction and 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 um, project management folks, um, building development folks. Uh, then we then we went over to the marketing team to find out what it was they were looking to accomplish. Completely different objectives. And then it was the IT team that came in, and and the security team that came in. And so now we have to you know we had to meet all of their needs. So that's the other thing. Not you can't if you think you're talking to the right people. And, and you've only talked to a, a select group within that client. You need to, you need to expand your your reach. Yeah, yeah. You should probably do a little more networking. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, okay. the The product was completed, right? December of 2017. You had to work through holiday period of Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I mean that must have added some extra stressors of completing the project on time. But once it was done and they received it. What sort of immediate valuable insights or uh, you know results did they get from having this in their uh, first floor lobby space? Did they see more tenants want to you know sign off on bringing their business into the area? Did tenants respond to them and say, "Hey, clients love the space so much that they seemed you know more more willing to give us our business"? How did they actually see some really tangible results other than just the aesthetic value, which is valuable in and of itself. Yeah, right off the bat, it was excitement um, from their own employees. Um, most important to me, from their chairman of the board. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, because you know th- th- this 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 client is you know hopefully more than one project um, from their tenants, from their guests. I mean, it, it literally was impactful from day one. Um, and we even you know had the opportunity to kind of just hang out in the various. Um, seating areas and what have you, you know, for, for a few hours during different days that we were there and people would just turn the corner and be like, Whoa, look at that. And then they just hang out in the lobby to see what was going on. Right. And they just wanted to watch. Um, and you know, it was, there was music tied into it and, you know, all these things. So their, their immediate, uh, reaction to us was, this is fantastic. This is everything we wanted it to be. Um, you know, I don't think we're done with them in terms of this particular location. I think, like I said, there's going to be things they're going to want it to do. And, and we've, we've hopefully built in enough of those, uh, those options or the ability to add those options that we're going to be able to do it. So, um, you know, they're, they're looking at new buildings. This is what they do for a living. They're, they're a real estate company. Uh, they buy remodel, um, and, and, you know, upgrade buildings so that they can then be leased out. And, um, you know, this was this was their first step into the, the, the waters of uh, LED or AV integration, really, in, in terms of any of their lobbies. So, um, you know, it went very well and we're uh, hoping for and looking forward to, to many more. I think this just draws back to the education thing we were talking about, to where if the providers and the in- integrators and the manufacturers they provide quality education for their clients and really, you know, give each one of their projects that extra touch. Once it's done and once you have a happy client, you now have an even better or and more holistic project that you can then show off as sales collateral, honestly. You know, like when you're looking to sell your services to the next client and you, you know, they ask you, all right, give me some examples of projects you've worked on. What makes you different than the next guy? 
where you can show them, hey, we approach each project with, you know, a great educational standard. We want to make sure our clients know what's best for them. Here are some great projects we've produced where, you know, they asked us for this. We coached them and got them to this point and it was an even better product. And so even if it might be a little uncomfortable or a little more work on the front end of getting this to not just meet what the client's want, but what the clients need, then in in the long run, you're going to see so much more value out of that. And so I think that is where the industry as a whole needs to go. And it's cool to see that D3 is already doing that. But, you know, I think uh, I think the whole industry, everyone within Pro AV should approach each one of their jobs that way because it's just going to be more valuable. You couldn't be more right. We can't we, we can never assume that the client um, knows exactly what it is, what, what is the best solution for them. They will come to you and say, I need this, this, and this, because I've seen it over here and I've done it over here and, and, and whatever the case may be. But our industry is evolving and, and, and moving forward so quickly that there's no way that I can keep up with everything that's happening yeah. out there in the world. So how could a client who's not, whose, whose lifeblood doesn't depend on knowing what's going on in this industry, how could they know everything that was available to them? So you know, it's it is all about educating, and it's all about keeping your ears open and your eyes open, um, and and just you know picking up those picking up those signals that uh, that say, hey, this is what we're delivering, but maybe if we added a little bit over here or did a little bit over there, it's going to be a better solution for them in the end, and and that's really what it's all about for us. I mean, in this particular case, uh, you know, being a public uh, corporate building. Uh, we've already had a couple of tenants come to us and say, I want one of those on a smaller scale inside my office. Um, and the na- and, and a neighbor across the street, one of the tenants in a building across the street. Uh, this this building happens to have a bank uh, in the on the on the ground floor. Um, so it's got a lot of public traffic, right? Foot traffic. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> it just happened to be one of the businesses literally about a week or two ago, uh, called us up and said, you know, I, I need to have one of those displays inside my office. They don't even, and none of these people know what they can get out of it. I, I, I guarantee that, right? They don't know what we can deliver. Um, and, and because we have, we all have so much at our fingertips in terms of what it is we can put together for clients in terms of solutions, it is our job. It is definitely our job to, to find out what it is that they're trying to accomplish, put together the solution and educate them on what the best uh, the best options for them. Are. Yeah. Well, yeah. couldn't agree more. And I'm glad we're on the same page here. <laughs> no doubt about There's no doubt about yeah. it. We have yeah. to stay on our toes and we, and we have to, you know, we have to keep the message, uh, the messages flowing that uh, you, you almost can't dream too big in the AV world right now if you're a customer. Right. Right. No. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Well, Bob, I really want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and walking us through this story of the Hudson Wilshire project. Um, I think it really encapsulates, you know, even though the building in and of itself wasn't like, you know, oh my gosh, wow, that that building, right? It didn't have any like necessarily special curb appeal. It was just the Hudson Wilshire office building, but you turned it into something special and that's what matters. And, uh, you know, it's cool to see that D3 is doing that, that you approach your projects that way. And I think this can be a great learning lesson for everyone else in the industry for how they should approach their projects and how they can get the most value out of each one of their projects, no matter how important they think it is. So thanks again, Bob, for coming on the podcast and walking us through this story. You bet. Thank you, Daniel. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles and video content from your favorite industries. 
I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time. 